0: We've lived through a lot, a global pandemic, social justice movements, the Me Too epidemic, the rise of social media, almost a third world war, and so much more. How do we make it through? Find out here on the Youth Experience Podcast as we meet with youth across the world to discuss how we continue to thrive and survive. Welcome to the Youth Experience Podcast. We are a youth-oriented podcast brought to you by the cooperative young leaders program and we're here to help you find tips and tricks to making it through the 21st century welcome to the first episode of season one of the youth experience podcast with me here today is maya lindsley a 19 year old youth from ontario canada how are you today maya
1: i'm doing well thank you
0: so as you may know today is international youth day And it's a day set out by the United Nations as an opportunity to raise awareness of the challenges and hardships facing the world's youth. And so this podcast was created in celebration of Youth Day. And let's be honest, we have faced a lot of issues and challenges as youth in this generation. And this podcast will take a deeper look at what is really affecting today's youth and how we hope to change and positively affect the world. Maya... What do you want the rest of the world to know about what life is like as a youth in 2021?
1: The main thing I would say is that young people want to be listened to rather than pandered to. And I feel like a lot of pandering goes on in our world. And secondly, that, you know, it, it's not constructive to just tell us that what we're dealing with. And the issues that we face are the same as they always have been because they're not. And things are getting gradually worse and just, you know, a recognition of that and just realizing that, you know, there are there are struggles that we deal with.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we face a lot of different challenges that the older generation didn't have to face. And one of those things is employment. You know, jobs are becoming scarcer and scarcer every day. So I'm going to read you a statistic, and I want you to just let me know how you feel about it. So, according to the United Nations, recent estimates suggest that 600 million jobs would have to be created over the next 15 years to meet youth employment needs. How do you feel about this statistic?
1: (laughs) Upset.
0: (laughs) Upset, yeah.
1: Concerned, uh, yeah. it's alarming. It's alarming when you try to put things like that into figures it's like okay hold up. (laughs) I don't want to think about that.
0: How do you think it makes youth feel in general? You know like about their future do you think they feel secure?
1: Definitely not. There's there's definitely a lot of feelings of insecurity and 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 frustration too I would say.
0: If you could describe how most youth feel in a few words, what words would you use?
1: Apprehension and frustration.
0: And just about everything in general?
1: Everything in general, especially like the climate crisis and um, what you just mentioned with like, you know, job insecurity becoming a huge thing and just everything being so expensive. It's it's scary.
0: We have a lot of, of big challenges that we have to face individually, but also collectively as a society. Mm. And there's plenty of little things, you know, that youth in general just have to deal with, like growing up, figuring out things about yourself, you know, all of the normal things that youth do. But now, yeah, we're also facing a lot of major issues. And one of those things is this global pandemic. And we don't really know when we're going to see through to the other side. So let's actually just talk about COVID for a second, because COVID has affected everybody in in very unique ways. And everybody's been at a different point in their life when the pandemic came. So what challenges has the pandemic presented to you?
1: It came at a pretty disruptive time for me and for a lot of my peers, because it was right at the end of high school. So, I mean, I finished high school online and then I started university online so i did my entire first year of university on zoom which was very strange and unexpected (laughs) took a lot of adjusting so yeah i mean like in the grand scheme of things i got pretty lucky personally where the pandemic was concerned but yeah it was definitely just a little bit like it it could have come at a better time (laughs) Absolutely. But I guess there's there's no, there's really no good time to have a pandemic. No, there really
0: isn't. I would have preferred that we did without that. Um, (laughs) What, what aspects of your life have changed other than, other than just, you know, school online, which in itself is, as you said, a struggle because you have to adjust from high school to university jump, but to do that online must have been incredibly hard.
1: Yeah. What other aspects of my life? Um... Honestly it just like I feel like I've been living on my laptop all year which is <laughs> it's not my favorite thing. I'm not I, I that's not my preferred way of spending time normally, but I'm like I'm working full time right now and it's remote and I started doing that like right coming out of my first year which was also all remote. So it's just like A lot of screen time and i'm an extrovert i want to hang out with people but i can't so (laughs) it's rough yeah it's it's
0: hard to see past a lot of the negative aspects of covid and the pandemic and how it's negatively affected our lives but i also like to try to think you know every day about some of the positive things that have come out of covid for for me and for anybody else so like, have you started any new hobbies or activities because of the pandemic or, you know, what positive things have you taken away?
1: I definitely agree with that. And honestly, like, I would say that there are more major, there's there's more major positive takeaways for me than there are negative takeaways, all in all, as I look back on this past year. Um, one really big thing was that even though I moved to Victoria to start university, I managed to do all these things um with organizations back home that i wouldn't have been able to do so like i wouldn't have been able probably to um sit on the board at oca if it wasn't online because i was in a different time zone different province and then a bunch of other things like organizations that i feel strongly about in kitchener i could stay connected to throughout the year that means a lot to me so like that was that was one thing where I was like okay this is super convenient and then actually I got into filmmaking over the pandemic I I don't think it had anything to do with the pandemic itself but because I moved on to residence at UVic and I made a bunch of friends and it just happened that a whole bunch of them were very like creative individuals and I kind of dabbled in filmmaking in high school and I was like hmm you know what like I'm just sitting on zoom all day really i'm itching to go back out into the world and like make something so i made a film with my friends and like suddenly now we're all so passionate about it and who knows it might have not happened if i was busy actually going to class so (laughs) so (laughs) give the time to
0: focus on things that maybe you were passionate about but didn't necessarily have the time or energy before the pandemic to actually follow through on
1: Yeah. I also, I also kept dancing during the pandemic. I'm a dancer and I I could do it online. So that meant I could do it with my like actual studio at home. That was another thing. Yeah. So there
0: are, yeah, there are a lot of positive things that come out of the pandemic. You know, there are also many negatives, but we've all learned to take things slower, I think, and to just Mm -hmm. slow down and, and not try to grow up so fast and drastically move from points of our life. I feel like before the pandemic, we were moving so quickly and everything was happening so fast. And now I think everybody's just taken a step back and kind of changed their outlook on life. How, is, how has COVID changed your outlook on life? Like, is there, is there a new kind of approach that you're taking to the way that you live? Or, or is, has it just kind of affected you, but not really been a major, a major change?
1: No, so like stepping back and slowing down, that was a huge lesson for me. I'm like a chronic workaholic and I don't know how to take a break. And I got to university and I was like, okay, everything's online, but that doesn't mean I have to change my ways. So I just kept doing a million things. Like I had a full course load, I took on a part time job, I was doing all these volunteer things. And then I got burnt out so often and I was like, wow. how can this be maybe it's because I'm actually like not doing them but I'm doing all these things online because I find that it's way more draining to do anything if it's over zoom like it just takes so much more of my energy mm-hmm. and so it was it was honestly like it was not something that just came to me naturally but throughout the year as I just kept getting more and more rundown I was like okay clearly within this situation I cannot continue with like the habits that I've had in the past and so that forced me to kind of like rethink everything and I honestly I think coming out of this I'm gonna keep that with me because it'll be weird to adjust back to the level of the level of busyness that I was on before and you know what that's probably a good thing because (laughs) I need to chill
0: (laughs) yeah looking back like our schedules our days I could never go back to the maximum capacity that I was at pre-pandemic, it just seems nearly impossible.
1: (laughs) Why did, like, why did we just take that for granted?
0: (laughs) Right? We took, we took so much for granted and, you know, COVID has just opened a lot of doors and closed a lot of doors, but it's also opened a lot of doors for us to look at things a little bit differently and focus on ourselves a lot more. And I think our generation was already kind of doing that, um, you know, with mental health. You know, that's a huge, huge m- movement, essentially created by our generation to say, hey, we need to start taking this seriously, as seriously as we take physical health. Um, because it's it's not, you know, a farce, or it's it's not a joke, it's real, it's, it's serious and people face mental health challenges every day and the the pandemic has only escalated that how do you maintain good mental health you know how do you what helps you escape all the news around us
1: getting outside and doing like physical exercise and like doing just doing things like i really like riding my bike um i got into longboarding while being in quarantine so like just stuff like that, like I find if I'm just sitting inside too much, like I'm having too much screen time. I just, it just like gives me too much space to start thinking about negative things. So I just have to like get outside, run around, bike around, get out of my head. Yeah, that's, it's, it's honestly like the only way that I've stayed sane throughout this entire pandemic. Just being able to go away from things.
0: And would that have been your kind of go-to thing before the pandemic? Or was that another thing that like, you know, being outside you kind of take for granted and now you appreciate it a little bit more?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like before I was always like running around and doing stuff, but I definitely have a new appreciation for the value of like, even just going for a run. Like it makes such a big difference in my day or even my week.
0: Yeah, I mean, I used to, when I was uh, in college, on campus, I used to always stop at the grocery store on my way home and just pick up a couple of things. And, you know, by the end, it was kind of annoying, because people would, my parents would text me and be like, pick up eggs, pick up bread. And it's like, I just want to get home. But now it's like, I would value that little time to be social and outside and connected to the world around me, because 90% 90% of my time, I'm sitting in my bedroom watching Netflix by myself, and that's my re- reality. And so mm-hmm. to go back to going to 15-minute grocery store trips would just be amazing. So it's like, yeah, the pandemic has, has really made me appreciate a lot of things, and it seems like it's made you appreciate quite a few things as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to the store, it's, it's never hit so good. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> Even just to browse... Like home sense is like thank God.
1: Right. Thank God. <laughs> I went to Walmart yesterday and it was like a field trip. I was like, oh my God, I'm in society doing
0: things. It's like we're kids again. It's like we're experiencing everything for the first time again, and it's yeah. it's so cool and and scary and exciting. It's all of the things, and you know, everybody's at a different point. You know, some people didn't really changed their lives throughout this pandemic and kind of did this things the same way but a lot of people are just now really starting to go out again and and hang out with friends they haven't seen in a year reuniting with grandparents it's it's a really happy thing to see have you Mm -hmm. um have you reunited with anybody recently that you haven't seen after a long time
1: (laughs) well um i spent the year in victoria so when i came back um saw my well I saw my family for the first time in a while my grandpa saw my aunt for the first time in quite a few months and I mean like I'm here for the summer so now that people are actually getting vaccinated I'm I'm trying to reconnect with old friends that I might not get a chance to see in the future it's really nice honestly I wouldn't have come home if it wasn't for the pandemic I would have gone somewhere else to work or something so so it's it's kind of nice that it brought you back home yeah
0: yeah that's good um so we're gonna kind of pivot I want to talk a little bit about social media so you know some of us grew up with social media you know if you grew up in like the two if you were born in like 2010 you grew up with social media the whole time but if you were born you know when Maya and I were born we had social media in like the end of elementary school, the beginning of high school, it wasn't really a thing yet, um, but, you know, social media has really affected youth's perceptions of themselves, you know, it, it it's, there's studies done on it, there's plenty of evidence that, you know, social media makes us think about ourselves differently, there's a lot of comparing ourselves to other people, how do you deal with, you know, the pressure that social media can cause, and, do you think we would be better off without social media or do you think it has you know, more benefits than it does negatives?
1: So I don't think we necessarily would be better off without it at this point, just because of the way the world works now, you know, you need to be connected. Personally, I don't, I'm not a huge social media user. Like I use a lot of different platforms, but like in terms of having a presence, it's really only Instagram that I use. And I definitely, like, I definitely feel that, like, after a while, you know, you kind of get, you kind of start to get sucked into the mental rabbit hole of the app. And you're like, uh oh. you start, you start thinking too hard about things that don't necessarily matter. I personally, I try to be as authentic as I can on my Instagram. I find that that actually helps because um, being more truthful, not worrying so much about the image. It's scary at first, but then once you get used to it, I've found that I've stopped worrying about it in general as much as I did before. In terms of being better off, yeah, I I don't know. I think social media has a lot of pros and cons. And I also kind of feel like, you know, if you're using social media, you should, be responsible for yourself you know like as you're the consumer you should be like making sure that it's not infringing on your mental health and making sure that you're not like doing something risky but then in order to be able to have that mindset and to take care of yourself online I think there needs to be like way more education I think the school system has a lot of catching up to do in that department just to set kids up to be on social media in a healthy way
0: Do you think maybe this generation will start using it in a different way? Or do you think, like, do you see social media continuing to be what it is today? Or do you see it evolving into something less, you know, aesthetic-based and less, like, highlight reel of my life and more connectivity? Or do you think that we're not really at that point of that jump yet?
1: I'm not an expert but honestly from what I've seen it's it's kind of going in the opposite direction I think like it's really it's getting way easier to monetize and like influencer culture and stuff is like hugely popular now so if anything I feel like it's it's only going to become more I don't know if elitist is the right word but you know what I mean like I yeah I don't know I'm not a pro though. (laughs)
0: So, if it does continue down the route that it is, you know, it is going to continue to affect people's perceptions of themselves. So, you said you're not a huge social media user, but will you, like, purposefully disconnect? Do you, like, delete apps sometimes? Or do you just have that self-control of, like, I'm not going to wake up and check my Instagram feed? Because as much as I will be like, I'm not going to use it today, I still find my brain making its way to that app and scrolling mindlessly so you know how how do you disconnect
1: it's kind of a death trap oh my gosh it's impossible to stay off instagram it is i yeah i don't know honestly i don't often feel a very strong need to disconnect um mostly because like i said i'm not like super connected like okay i definitely use instagram a lot but i wouldn't say that i'm addicted to it so like It's fine. It's like light casual use. Sometimes I really wish I could leave it. But I also feel like it's a really valuable tool just to have like a presence and a platform for yourself online can be a really It it can. It's definitely a huge boost in our current society. If you want to do anything like if i wanted to publish a book or something just having it there is something that i'm really gonna need so i honestly if anything i make effort to maintain it rather than trying to escape it but honestly i just i feel like it's that's a personal choice i just think that i should
0: (laughs) no yeah totally okay now we are going to do a a round of lightning questions so i'm gonna this is for you know myself and our and our viewers to kind of get to know you a little bit better and for us to get to know the youth of today a little bit better so it's kind of like a little bit of a this or that so once i ask the question you just answer with the first thing that comes to mind okay okay i'm ready (laughs) okay texting or talking talking coffee or tea tea up late or up early Up early. (laughs) You had to think
1: about that one. Well, it's like, you know, okay, I I never actually get up early. I'm always up late and not up early. But, like, actually getting up early feels better than getting up late.
0: (laughs) I feel like we all hear that, like, you know, millionaires, like, they are all the ones that wake up at five in the morning. So then we think we have to. But in reality, we want to stay up until five in the morning. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) Money or free time? Free time be embarrassed or be afraid be embarrassed car or bike bike smartest person in the world or richest person in the world
1: smartest
0: <laughs> yes i when i saw the question i was like okay but if you're the smartest person then you can just become the richest exactly <laughs> save or spend spend tv or book book What song do you have on replay right now?
1: (laughs) There's so many of them. Um, Okay, I'm going to say Hot Sugar by Glass Animals.
0: Okay. Viewers, check it out. I'm sure it's good. (laughs)
1: It's a good song.
0: You're a new addition to the crayon box. What color would you be and why?
1: I think I would be some kind of blue. Because blue is very is a very versatile color.
0: That's the only reason? <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> well, that's I love my favorite it. color. That's I the other reason.
0: <laughs> what does success look like to you? How would you define success?
1: Achieving what you set out to achieve and being recognized for it.
0: We finish this podcast and you step outside and find a lottery ticket that ends up winning you 10 million dollars. What do you do next?
1: I put it in a high interest savings account.
0: Oh my god, that is the most
1: boring answer you could have given. <laughs> okay, but listen, I don't really need it right now. Like
0: I'd be like I'm going to buy a Tesla, I'm going to get a mansion, I'm going no, to get all of later. these things
1: after I finish my undergrad, man. <laughs>
0: This girl is gonna save an interest in account before she goes and spends one dime on herself. It's $10 million, Maya. You could put $5 million in the account.
1: I think when you, you asked me save or spend, and I said spend as well, so now I'm just contradicting yeah, myself. Yeah, what is going on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm pretty sure the youth out there are gonna have a different answer than you, but you know, <laughs> I'm glad that you're investing your money wisely. (laughs) I'm sure your parents are very proud.
1: I'm in a a place of relative financial comfort right now. I'll just, uh, I'll save it for later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay, now uh, every episode we are going to end with the same two questions to our guests. So the first question is, what's one piece of advice that you would give yourself five years ago? Five years ago, Maya, what would she need to hear right now?
1: Okay, this is, like, super cheesy, but I would tell her to believe in herself because she didn't. Um, (laughs) And you know what? She's capable of a lot, and she knows that now. But at the time, I feel like in high school especially, you just, like, the, the environment that is cultivated in a lot of high schools is just very, like, don't. You know, don't aim too high, don't, like, don't get your hopes up kind of thing. And that, I just, I think that's bullshit. You should just do whatever you want.
0: And anything is possible. We, we continue Sorry. to see it time and time again. Anything is possible. So, uh, yeah, giving up is not an option.
1: No, not at all.
0: Our second question is, if all of the world's leaders... We're gathered around listening to this podcast right now, and you could tell them to focus on any three things in our world. What three things would you say? What do you most hope to see change in the world?
1: Okay, so number one, the climate crisis. Um, Hands down, there were wildfires in northern Ontario last week. Like, (laughs) guys, (laughs) global warming is real. So number one, climate crisis. Number two, global wealth inequality. And number three would be to invest more in wildlife activism because seriously, like they just don't prioritize it and it's something that needs money. Yeah, those three things.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the Youth Experience Podcast, Maya. It was great to have you. I loved our discussion. I hope that our viewers learned something from your experiences and we will see you next week when we interview Jake Elliott about money management, and your early 20s. And we'd like to leave you with our quote of the day by Mark Levy. Imagine there is a bank account that credits your account each morning with $86,400. It carries over no balance from day to day. What would you do? You would draw out every cent, of course. Each of us has such a bank and its name is time. Every morning it credits you with 86,400 seconds. You must live in the present on today's deposit. The clock is running. Make the most of today. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.